Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Browns fans, before we get started, just want to thank the sponsors of today's show. Head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S right now and use promo code dogs when you check out. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide sale, plus you'll get eight free burgers with your order. And again, use that code dogs when you check out to get $30 off your order. And Danger Coffee. Get 10% off at dangercoffee.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs. 10% off mold-free, toxin-free, delicious coffee. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome into another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. I am Josh All, and I have the final piece of the puzzle, the final piece of the conversation with Barry Shuck, staff writer for dogsbynature.com. We are talking about the defensive line on this episode. We are going to break down defensive tackles, the interior defensive line, and we will talk about defensive ends and these edge rushers that could be available for the Cleveland Browns later in the draft. Some names that could have an impact, maybe not necessarily in year one. I always go back to Isaiah McGuire. Last year, the Browns took him in the fourth round, I believe, and you know, minimal impact in his rookie season, but that's going to happen when you've got Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, Oboe, Ronquo, Alex Wright. These guys were holding down that you know, uh, pass rusher, edge rusher position, and Isaiah McGuire just got brought along nice and slow. Didn't get a whole lot of playing time, but a guy that I still have a lot of high hopes for, and I think that he's got some serious talent, and I'm glad the Browns drafted him. So we're going to be talking about these types of prospects on this episode. The Browns only have, what, a couple, two, I think, defensive tackles under contract. They've got uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Siaki Ika, last year's third-round pick. So... Defensive tackle is an area of need, and you can never have enough pass rushers on an NFL roster, effective pass rushers. So we're going to talk about a few of those names who could fill that role. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, tap the notification bell, like the video. You guys don't want to miss when we're dropping new stuff like this. This is the fourth part of this conversation that I had with Barry. The first part, we went over wide receivers and tight ends. Then we moved into running backs and offensive linemen. And then we continued on to the defensive side of the ball, talked about cornerbacks and linebackers. Now we're wrapping things up with the defensive front. It is so much information, and I'm glad I broke it down into four parts for you guys because it's really nice to be able to just focus on each of these position groups separately because the Browns, these are areas of need for the Browns, and obviously the NFL draft is the cheapest place to fill those roles and with Andrew Barry's hit rate on, you know, competent players, role players, potentially starting players later in the draft. I mean, every year is exciting when the draft rolls around, even if we don't have a first round pick, because Andrew Barry can find Martin Emerson. He can find Dewan Jones. He can find Donovan Peoples Jones. 
he can do things later in the draft that we just have not had a GM really be able to do in Cleveland. And it is, it is a wonderful thing. So thank you guys for checking this out. Drop in the comments, any of your thoughts, your feedback on my conversations with Barry Shuck, any prospects that you guys are looking at, thinking about that maybe you want us to do a prospect profile on, we'll look into it. Just let us know what you guys are thinking. We love hearing from you. And again, if you want to join the Dog Pack community, please head over to jointhedogs.com and become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. Get access to the private Discord. Get access to our weekly bonus episode of the After Hours podcast, which in the offseason gets kind of wild because when we're done talking about football and there's no football games going on, Man, we get into anything and everything, and we pretty much let you guys dictate the show. You tell us what you want us to talk about, and then we kind of dive into it. So it gets wild. It gets off the chain a little bit, but that's the way it should be. It's a ton of fun. So jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. And without further ado, here comes the last part of my conversation with Dogs by Nature staff writer Barry Shuck talking about the defensive line. We'll finish things out here with the defensive line, and we can talk about some defensive tackles, some defensive ends. The I, I've just got a couple guys highlighted, and then you can fill in with any other guys that you saw, but a guy that you interviewed that seemed pretty high on, I mean, your quote was, I would draft him. So I'd love to hear what you had to think about uh, McKinley Jackson out of Texas A&M. Yeah, that, that's a crazy guy. He's just absolutely crazy. Big bodied, uh, not very tall, 6'1, but he's 331. Uh, he's a, uh, he didn't grow up in Texas. He grew up in Mississippi, um, but he went to Texas AM. Uh, nasty, nasty outlook, uh, nasty reputation. Um, and I think that's exactly what, what you're looking for in a defensive tackle. He penetrated through gaps pretty well and then um in the seven of the sevens his his going through a gap would also would often disrupt where a running back was and he and so the running backs had to elude him on the back end um he's able to take on bigger offensive guards and centers and not allow them to push him around um he's got like a a, a bowling ball build i guess is what i would call it um and he looks like he's got a good first step and good feet, and good agility. Um, his lateral movement down the line uh, was just so-so. Um, so as as a run play is coming um, at double teams, he was not able to take double teams at all. But he doesn't move well laterally, but he does do well as far as not giving up on the play and pursuing on the backside. I think he's got violent hands. I think I, he would... Play beyond the whistle, mm-hmm. beyond the whistle. The whistle's blowing, and he's still trying to beat up this guard. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I would draft him in, in five seconds. I've got a third-round grade on him. Um, I'm not saying that he could go in the second round, but if it is, he's not going to gain uh, but about 10, uh, 12 slots wherever he's drafted. I forget where the Browns are drafting in the third round. If we could get him in the third round, that would be perfect. Look at the Browns' situation at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who, who are we going to keep? I, what do we have? Three 
three that are free agents, Jordan Elliott, Shelby Harris, uh, Mo Hurst, all, all, all three of those free and agents. I would love to bring Maurice Hurst back, man. I loved having love him. him on the field. I love him. Yeah. That, that's yeah. When he went down, our whole our whole defensive run stoppage game just went to bits. Yeah, and kind of as a uh, quick show, side note, I do think we could probably get Maurice Hurst back on a pretty team friendly deal because he loves being in Cleveland. Yeah. He had a ton of fun here. He's got the injury history, yep. so I think you know there's a little bit of a discount to be had there. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I like Shelby Harris too. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never, I've never uh, Elliot. I've I've had it. Uh, even though Elliot started this year, I just didn't see it. I, I've never liked Elliot. Um, I just think that he's uh, gets pushed out of position. I just like Tommy Guy. Tommy Guy got pushed out of position almost every play. Mm-hmm. So you got to yep. have somebody that's going to stand their ground. Now there was a, a defensive tackle. Let me see if I can find him. You know, um, he was three hundred and fifty pounds, and everybody was talking about him. Is it Tavondre? Uh, yeah, that's who it was. Devondre Sweat from Texas. Huge guy. Absolutely huge. 350 pounds. He's a short guy, about 6'2". Nobody could move him. Absolutely nobody could move him. But I think he's a two-down player because I, I don't think he's going to be able to play four quarters. He is, I mean, a lot of these guys are fat guys, but they're fat guys with a lot of muscle and mm-hmm. and and. and You'd think that they're fat guys, but they just got huge thighs and huge arms. And yes, they got some belly, but that kid, that's all he was, was belly. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to be a third round grade. And and everybody was gaga about him. I just didn't see it. I just saw him as not a four-quarter type guy. Um, you know, it's, it's like in basketball. If you come off the bench... And if you can't run up and down the floor on a fast break, you know, more than three times and you got to sit down, mm-hmm. uh, well, good are you? Right. And and so I don't think Devontae is going to, uh, he'll get drafted, he'll get drafted and somebody will love him. Nobody be able to move him. Um, but they'll, they'll figure out, I don't think they'll double team him because they won't have to, but right, they'll just it- pin on running around him instead of through him. Yeah, and I think that kind of would make him more of like a rotational type of player at the defensive tackle position, which are we really looking for that? You know, and yeah, I, I, I'm i interested to see how Siaki Ika, uh, what his role is going to be here in year two of his career. So, I mean, he was third round pick last year for the Browns. So I'm interested yeah, to see how. What's that? Apu, that's what they call. Oh, yeah. AP, APU. That's, that's his nickname, Apu. Apu. I did not know yeah. that. That's cool. Um, they call him Apu. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, you know my household runs on Omaha Steaks, and that's why I'm so excited that 50% off site-wide is back. That's right. It's Omaha Steaks President's Day sale, and right now, listeners of this show can go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, use promo code dogs when you check out, and get eight free burgers with your order. With the price of food and meat nowadays being sky high, these are my favorite sales of the year because nothing can beat 50% off all the juicy, tender steaks, burgers, chicken, pork, seafood, etc. plus grab a package with the caramel apple tartlets for dessert. I never order anything from Omaha Steaks without getting 
those caramel apple tartlets. Take advantage of this sale right now before it's over. That's 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs and get eight free burgers with your order. Hey, Ohio, if you haven't downloaded the BetMGM app yet, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this limited time offer. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any live bet. Once your bet is placed, you will instantly receive $150 in bonus bets. You will get three bonus bet tokens of $50, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your bonuses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, which you can find in the description below, or scan the QR code on your screen to start signing up. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So a defensive end then that I believe you interviewed was Brandon Dorless from Oregon. Yeah, nice, nice kid. Nice kid. Um, Well-spoken, about 272 pounds. Um, He's got elite athletic skills. I mean, absolutely elite. Um, He's got a good first step coming off the edge. Um, Let's see, I think I've got him in the third round. That'd be a good place for him. Okay. Um, you know, we've got Alex Wright, who I think is is who they want to eventually book in Miles Garrett. That is, if ZDS doesn't re-sign with us this year. But Dorless, I think he's ready physically for the NFL uh, the, his first year. He's got a stout build, and he's got a strong core, and uh, his arms and legs just seem to be uh, his, his strength. And I think he's a three-down player. I don't think he's going to need to come out as a rotational player. He's only uh, a 6-3, but I've got some notations here. He can back squat 685 pounds. He can deadlift 685 pounds. And he did a 345-pound power clean jerk. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's strength. Yeah, it is. Holy crap. Absolutely straight. He, he just got a high motor. 
he, he just uh, can to can. He shows he's got a good good enough hand use. He's got an exceptional spin move. Um, but I think he's going to be a winner as an edge rusher. Um, if he can be shown some technician um, moves, and if he can get a, a more of a variety of moves and display that, you know, his, his hand use a little bit better, I think he's going to be a, a good start, a good player, and I think he's going to start sooner than later. Well, that's good information. Um, and I'm sorry, did you say a, a, a draft grade on him? Third. Third. Okay, cool. Yep. So, the, I mean, these are the types of players that, as Browns fans, we really need to be wrapping our heads around because, wow, in years past, I mean, it's all about the first round, second round, all that stuff. But it's it's these later round picks, these guys, linebackers, defensive tackles, ends that, you know, Andrew Barry can find later in the draft. A guy like Martin Emerson was a third rounder. You know, this is right. what makes a, a good team. Hitting on later picks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. If you hit on first round pick, that's awesome. That's what you need to do. But when you can hit on these later round picks and get, and I'm not talking about getting studs and pro bowlers, but yeah. competent starting right. players, that just makes, it makes it easier to pay a guy like Miles Garrett, big money to be your premier edge rusher whenever you can find a competent, like you said, running mate on the other side of the line later in the draft. So, Well, you know, Wyatt Taylor, uh, Wyatt Taylor was a fifth round pick. Right. And look, he's, he's a pro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, second round. How many players were taken ahead of him? Yep. I mean, would he be second rounder now? No. So you you never know. As far as defensive line, I also uh, got to interview defensive tackle Brandon Fist from Florida State. He's 6'3", 295. Uh, very productive. Very productive. He, he had three sacks this year um, and 43 tackles. But he is a complete run stopper. That is his M.O. He's got violent hands. And uh, he is coming off the snap in seven to seven. He's first one off. Um, he's very aggressive. He's got excellent feet and he, uh, from working off blockers. And he kind of knew and went into counter as the play and the seven and sevens went, uh, went on. Um High motor guy, good quickness. Uh, he's just a, a wide frame guy. His arms are, are okay. He does kind of struggle a little bit. I noticed uh, with leverage a little bit. That's going to have to be uh, taught at the second level. Once in a while, he'll miss a tackle. He he won't completely whip. He just uh, will try to grab and won't be able to get his hands on the ball carrier. So he's going to need to improve his hand placement and maybe a little bit more of his technique. Okay. And his kind of projected draft spot? Third round. Third round. Okay. So it sounds yeah. like, I mean, those middle rounds, the third, fourth, and fifth, I mean, there's gonna it's going to be very interesting to see what the Browns are able to pull off in those positions. And there's going to be movement, probably some trade. I mean, whether it's the Browns, or there's going to be all kinds of trading going on. So we'll see how you know teams want to position themselves. But any other ends or tackles for the defensive side of the ball? No, nope, that'll do it. Okay. Is there anybody else just in the draft class in general before we end this that you would love to see become a Cleveland Brown? Realistically. No, I can't think of anybody. And, you know, we were talking about receivers uh, earlier. You know, I don't know if they, they really want to bring in a wide receiver, too, that is 
of the same caliber as Amari Cooper. Um, you know, if you bring in somebody that's like Jamar Chase and Amari Cooper, you got to pay both guys. Right. I, I don't know if they want that. I, I think that they're satisfied with bringing in a a lesser guy at wide receiver too. They wanted Elijah Moore to be that, but you know he didn't have a good season. Um, you know we got him for one more year, but uh, all he had was 640 uh, yards. But not only that, Elijah Moore just had two touchdowns all year. I don't know what's going on with David Bell. Uh, David Bell seems to catch everything that he's thrown, but the problem is he's not thrown the ball much. Uh, he only had 33 targets you know, last mm-hmm. year. So how do you, you know, David Bell was the top wide receiver in the Big Ten when he was drafted. You know, that's a great, great conference that, that just develops wide receivers. Why are we using David Bell uh, more? Um, you know, Marquise Goodwin, I think he's gone because he didn't do much. But I'm disappointed in Elijah Moore. I'm disappointed that they're not using David Bell. I don't know what's going to happen with Cedric Tillman. You know, he was just a, a, a rookie last year. He only had 21 catches um, and didn't do much, Mm-mm. 224 yards. But, you know, that's a, a receiver. So I don't know what they're going to do with receiver. I don't know if they're going to bring in a, another free agent. Well, I had a receiver one because they just, frankly, don't have the money for it. No, they don't. And that's <clears throat> that's why we started this whole conversation with the wide receiver spot because that's the one that you know really needs some attention it's if they want to they really want to build it up it's going to take some money and i don't know if we can do that and it's the one that you know i think browns fans are going to be the most hawk-eyed on throughout the the off-season process here so barry i i gotta tell you man really appreciate you coming in here and talking about the senior bowl, all these prospects, everything you did down there, all the guys you saw and talked to and everything you learned. It was, I I look forward to these episodes every year because you drop names and bring up guys. And we have discussions about players that go on to actually do pretty good things in the NFL. So, you know, I, at the beginning of all this, I talked about some of those names and it would be fun to see after the draft plays out and, you know, part of next season which which of these guys that you brought up you know we actually talked about on this specific episode who made a name yep. for themselves in the nfl and, and that happens every year last year we were talking about will mcdonald and he had a great year a couple of years ago we were talking about debo samuel you talked about he, Rasheed he, rice last year i i did and um you know we talked about cooper cup a couple of years ago and you don't know who's going to come out of this game and be successful at it um, when Kenny Pickett was in the senior bowl, I, I had all my notes that he couldn't hit anything. He was very, uh, he, had, he didn't have good accuracy on it. And now look with, he was a first round pick of the Steelers, but is he starting? Are they talking about him being long-term? I think they're disappointed with him. I so, think they are. Yeah. You get a lot of players, um, uh, that have been in this game that um, end up being a, a crucial part of NFL teams that once you watch games, you'll say, oh, yeah, he was the senior bowl, or, oh, yeah, I, I talked to him, or, you know, I saw him in practice. Like last year, Dewan Jones, I had I had no clue. He was only there for one day. He was a mountain of a man. I, I wrote about him. Then he was gone. 
Um, and just, um, I think people thought he was going to be a lot slower than he was, but once he lost 20 pounds, he gained his speed. And if you got a man that big, you're not going to get around him. Mm -mm. You're just not. Nope. You know, if he just, he can get to your, your fast spot. And if he can get there first, you're just out of, out of the picture. You're not going to rush no, I, Dewan Jones is a great example because you talked about him last year and then the Browns ended up drafting him, obviously from Ohio State, so we were excited about that too. But, you know, Dewan Jones is the type of player that as long as he stays healthy, he can play full seasons and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think he's a Pro Bowl type tackle. He's he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Barry, really... Well, Josh, oh, I enjoyed my time with you. Yeah, always do. And we will, you know, maybe we'll have you back on here as, you know, free agency ramps up and we'll talk about some other things Browns related. But, you know, we're doing a lot more shows nowadays and, you know, we're looking to get all kinds of input and insight. So you've got a ton of it and we love talking to you. So thanks again. The site is uh, dogsbynature.com. It's D-A-W-G-S by nature.com. I've got an article up right now about all the Super Bowl commercials. I do uh, in the article. It's it's kind of a uh, origins the the Super Bowl commercials, how they got started, how they involved, why they're so important, um, how much they cost this year. But I've got every Super Bowl commercial already up uh, on the site right now. And then next week uh, I have a uh, an interview I did with Michael Dean Barry, and that'll be up next week. And we talk about he just got elected to the Hall of Very Good, which is a secondary Hall of Fame. And so I called him and I started in on that. And then I just went into my questions before the before you knew it. I was 20 questions deep. But Michael <laughs> Bean Perry will be on an interview that I did uh, next week sometime. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely go check out Barry's stuff, dogsbynature.com. And I mean, it's awesome. You, you bring a lot of good stuff over there. So thanks a lot, Barry. We appreciate you. And we will talk to you soon, hopefully. All right. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. So again, hats off to Barry Shuck from dogsbynature.com. Make sure you guys head over to the website. Check out everything Barry is doing over there. He's He's been working for Dogs by Nature for a long, long time. He just, and the thing with Barry that I find endearing, honestly, is Barry has a historical mindset. He loves he loves doing prospect profiles. He loves going to the Senior Bowl, talking about the the current state of the Browns and all that kind of stuff. But Barry has a real knack and real talent for an, a historical perspective on so many things, and he throws it into everything. He'll throw in, like his most recent article, I think, is about the history of the Super Bowl. He'll break, break down history of things with the Browns just in, the, in NFL in general. In one of these episodes, he talked about, I think it was on the wide receiver tight end, the history of the alley-oop. How did the alley-oop get started in football or in basketball? Well, it started in football. And, you know, these aren't things he has to look up. This is just knowledge that he he has. And I really appreciate Barry. We all love Barry Shuck. And, you know, we hope to have him back talking about free agents and maybe some more draft prospects as we get closer to April. So stay tuned for more of that. Again, that's why on YouTube, I tell you guys, subscribe to the channel, like the videos, and tap the notification bell so every time we drop something new, it pops up for you and you don't miss it. Love you guys. You guys are the best audience in the world. And I mean, it's, it's 
I just, I, I can't explain how much gratitude I have that you guys follow the show, that you support us. Everything that you guys have done from just listening on audio, following the show on YouTube, liking videos, sharing it on your social medias, following us on social media, you guys are what has made this show successful and possible. And, you know, if you've been with us for more than just a year, if you've been with us for multiple years, you know we have, we start out doing just one episode a week and that was it. You know, you got an hour of us a week and then a whole bunch of stuff would happen during the week and then you wouldn't hear from us until a week later. So we have really increased the content capabilities and the production level of the show, the quality level, and it's all because you guys have followed and supported us. So we appreciate that. If you want to support us even more, head to jointhedogs.com, join the Patreon page. It's just $5 a month. And that really does go a long way in helping support the show. We love you guys. Appreciate you. And until we talk to you again on the next episode of the Dog Podcast, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.